1: to the fantasy football report on location at least for me in my in-laws basement so this will be a fun one um how's it going Hassan how was your Christmas
2: it was good it was good you know can't really complain the games were fun um tilting but fun uh how about you how about yourself how was how was Christmas how was uh how was everything for you
1: yeah Christmas was good the games are fun but also well like you said tilting it looks like in the best ball tournament team, Sean and Colm and I have, we're going to get, you know, huge scores from Joe Burrow and Devontae Adams and still might come up short depending on what CD lamb does. So
2: Um,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's a, it's fun weekend, but also a little bit disappointing in many ways. (laughs) Do you mind, do you mind talking to me a little bit? Are you talking me through a little bit how the advancement there works? So then in, this is the FFPC baseball tournament. Yep. Uh, you have to be top three mm-hmm. in your league of 12. I think there are 48 teams left. So four four of these leagues left, you have to finish top three. And then the final week next week, the 12 teams left all battle for hundred K. And, uh, one of our guys who was actually on the show last week, Connor O'Driscoll is, uh, Currently, he's in the same league we are in, and uh, currently, kicking everyone's. But he has, uh, he's, in number one, uh, in our league anyway by a lot. So, he's gonna definitely make it onto the final. So, uh, kudos to him. Sean and Colin and I hope to hope we can pull it out and uh, have Rotoviz represent two of the teams in the in the final week. That would be cool yeah that would be that'd be nice and you said you needed to avoid a what a big game from cd lamb and another one from who um i guess if camara has a dud we might be okay but basically we need we need cd lamb to score like less than 16 points (laughs) um kind of
2: of, yeah we'll have to check back in on that at the end of the show um to give people a heads up of where we're at, but you know, let's talk a little bit about uh, the thirsting quarterback. This was a bit of a surprise here (laughs) for the Ravens. Uh, Josh Johnson, who completed 28 of 40 passes for 304 yards and two scores.
1: Um, Blair, did you see any of this game by any chance or no? I didn't, unfortunately, because I'm not in the market where I would be able to get this game today. Uh Um, I was following it on my phone though. And I mean, obviously if you're, The Ravens, I think this is like better than you would have hoped for from Josh Johnson. I mean, uh, obviously would have preferred the win, but for him, you know, they're on their third quarterback now to come in and put up this type of score. um, I think you've got to be pleased, but uh, yeah, obviously disappointing for the Ravens that they are, are missing Lamar Jackson and even missing Tyler Huntley this week. So um, it's going to be a tough, tough stretch for them. Yeah. Any word on if Lamar is going to be ready and back
2: uh, sometime by next week?
1: I mean, I haven't seen anything, but he was close this week. It seemed like, um, they were talking I mean, you know, he didn't practice at all, but it sounded like he was close to practicing much of the week. So, uh, I'm hopeful that we'll have him back next week.
2: Yeah. It'd be, it'd be pretty clutch to have him back, I guess for the last two games. Um, the Ravens have kind of like, I mean, the offense kind of has become fairly one note. Uh, I mm-hmm. wanted to get your thoughts there because James Brasheh sort of somehow saw a ton of work. I don't know. if This is just by virtue of the fact that him and Josh Johnson were probably on the scout team. Josh mm-hmm. Johnson was a newcomer to the Ravens like about two weeks ago, right? So, um, I don't know, because like, they were giving Rashad Bateman a bit of work and, and he sort of trailed off. But, you know, Mandrews continues to go off. Um Marcus Brown had another nine targets today, turned in five of 44. Brochet caught seven of his eight target for 76 yards, which is impressive. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it sort of just didn't matter. Um, yeah. The Bengals just went like sicko mode on them, right? Like, like, like Burrow completed 37 of his 46 attempts for 525 mm-hmm. yards and four scores, right? Like that was just... Which you what you needed, and then you had you know T. Higgins who just went sicko mode. Like he caught twelve of his thirteen scores for one hundred ninety four yards and two scores. Jamar Chase came up scoreless, unfortunately, but he he could have had a you know it's close to a big day. Joe Mixon had a big day. Like they all had big days. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit unsurprising considering Baltimore really just doesn't have a defense. Like I think what you down to like the third stringers on, on 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 on
1: across all phases. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're even starting the season i think their defense wasn't as good as maybe they were hyped up to be but i think what's what's interesting is that you saw cincinnati kind of pushing the pace in this one even though they had the game pretty well in hand most of the time like they were ahead mm-hmm. most of the game and they still still you had burrow throwing the ball 46 times i think this is the the cincinnati team we were hoping to get when we drafted t higgins and jamar yeah. chase yeah uh, and Okay. It's a little it's a little
2: disappointing because last week they all kind of had a dud which really which really mm-hmm. um really kind of doomed you, I guess, in any like, like I was just looking at all the guys on my best teams that um, on all my best tournament teams that were eliminated last week. And I mean the 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 flop flag is real, like of all my teams that made it to the to the you know, the, the playoff stages and stuff. I had Justin Jackson on them I had, you know, Higgins, I had Chase, I had Burrow, of course. Um just a, just a ridiculous amount of guys who were going off today i mean this week but i just couldn't you know overcome from last week uh, i only had one team advance to this phase and that team is not going to make it And this is across the various you know the other best ball platforms and i can tell like when you're looking at my roi because it like spiked today like just because across my portfolio concentration just went like ridiculous um and we're coming toward. I mean, we're coming to the end. Like next week is the final week of like the regular best ball season, and my ROI is is uh, I'm pretty thankful for it. But you know, it,
1: it could have been bigger had had the we right. been, been flip flopped. Uh, um, yeah, right. I'm sure you are overweight a little bit. I mean, everyone, every road of his person is overweight on Higgins, but um, I'm curious with kind of what we've seen in terms of the target breakdown between him and Chase, where you would have them ranked going into next season for
2: best. Uh, I'm probably going to have chase earlier anyway. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's irrelevant, right? Like they're going to be going really close together. My, my, my assumption is they're going to be like the woods and cup from this year. Right. Like um, what, when one goes, the other one's going to go. So it's going to be or like, it's the same with like lamb and, and Amari Cooper. Right. Um, And you can, and you can't even say like, Oh, just take the cheaper of the two. Like just take the guy. Like just take, just take one. Like you want one on your team. Um, I'm more curious about like board, and if board goes, because that's going to result in like their ADPs. I mean, basically cementing them as like wide receiver, like 11 and 12, or like 10 and 12, or something, something like that, right? Um, gonna this is not going to be. Year,
1: sorry, they were going. No, I'm just saying, thinking this year they were going in you know, basically fifth and sixth round, fourth and fifth. Yeah. Round, right? uh, yeah. And that's just not going to happen. I mean, I mean like a lot of people
2: were like really wary of Higgins, a lot. Like, yeah. Everyone was talking to themselves in the board being the Um, It just wasn't going to happen.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, with, 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 with these two guys, like these youngest ascending, I just think, I just think you can see Chase being, you know, where CD lamb was kind of going and then you can see Higgins being Amari, but like, Amari right. lost has had lost has lost had had I don't know has I I'm not sure lost a lot of that shine. Um, yeah. The issue and the concern there obviously is which one's going to go off. But you just don't you just be a little bit more. Don't draft them both in the same team, is what I'm saying. Like you want to be, you want to just yeah. yeah. If you're playing a lot of teams, you want to just sort of take one of the two and move on with your life. Maybe maybe bring it like if you want to stack them. If Boyd's going that much later, sure, you can take mm-hmm. Boyd. Maybe you can take
1: Luzoma or Sample or whatever, right? And then, Yeah, that's... I mean, I think that's interesting, the comp with Lamb and Cooper. Um, you know, part of the reason, I mean, obviously I was bullish on Lamb because he was great as a rookie coming into his second year. You expect to see a pretty big jump for these guys. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think it helped that Amari kind of he got hurt you know, and everything else. He, right. He was he's been hurt. And uh he's uh I mean he's not old by any stretch, but I mean, you know, he's he's like a veteran now. Whereas Higgins the shine is like, off awesome. him. Right. Um you know you could see it's easier to see a decline from Cooper last year than I think we would expect from Higgins going into year three. So uh in that sense yeah. it's a little bit tougher of a decision for me i mean yeah and make
2: no mistake amari has been a disappointment mm-hmm. he's he's been a wide receiver in only two of his games and then the rest of his games he just hasn't been a viable wide receiver three yeah like he's been yeah. he's been like a wide receiver four or worse in most of them like he's got like his median outcome is ridiculously poor
3: <laughs>
2: it's uh it's, it's 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 actually kind of disgusting like if you if you're looking at it, it's more like
1: mm, uh, yeah, uh, he said one game okay. So, week one, he had almost 40. Yeah, he week had 40. Eight, he had 26. Other than those two games, yeah, he's only had one. He's had two double digit games,
2: he's had two double digit PPR games, and the rest are in like the low, like under six PPR points type of stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got a couple, but basically nothing above 16 points.
2: So, yeah, and then remember, Dak was missing the, for a while,
1: right? That's true. I guess the question is, how likely do you think it is that Higgins has a similar kind of scoring profile next season
3: where Uh, he's only averaging,
1: even with these upside games, he's only averaging like probably like 12 points. I mean,
2: I mean, that's, that's a, that's a tough question, right? Because I don't think Mm -hmm. it'd be that,
1: I don't think it's that. um... Yeah. You wouldn't expect the drop-off to be that dramatic. So, so that's why I'm, I'm having this hang up on Chase versus Higgins.
2: Yeah, it's it's why I said you have to probably have to take one of the two, right? Because they're just going to go back to back when one goes, the other goes, right? Right. Like you're you're not going to be able to get both, and I don't <laughs> think you should. Like I think you should probably aim for like even keel. Um, I will say that you know would missing you take, Jack.
1: Would mm-hmm. you take either of them in? I mean, thinking where Lamb was going was like late second this year. Would you take? Would you be comfortable taking either of them at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
2: uh i mean you you have to right like yeah um because who else would you would you want to be taking that right um so let me ask you this right and this is probably the better question do you think either of them leapfrog cd lamb in adp
1: yeah i could see that especially if we get another game like this i mean they're they're uh I know we targeted this game. I want to say it's the Chiefs, but I could be wrong. It is the
2: Chiefs. It's the next yeah, week. Is okay. the
1: Bengals and the Chiefs right? So if you it get was another a sneaky stack, <laughs> right? Sneaky exactly. Stack. This is why we. This is one of the reasons we were we were going after these Bengals so hard. Is for this week seventeen game, but um, yeah, I mean, if you see them have another big game like this in the fantasy finals, then I would definitely not be surprised if. Probably, if, especially if Chase goes off, I could see him. Yeah, oh, for sure. I yeah. mean, yeah. Or if, and if Higgins goes off, he's going to be
2: the one going earlier first, yeah. and then, yeah, and then the internet hype machine is going to be all like, "Oh, Jamar Chase is undervalued," and then it just yeah, of before right. like, and then he'll lead prog- him too. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a matter of um, uh, uh, they just didn't show up when we needed them to show up. They had a massive dud last week, right. and and to be clear, this team can and will have those duds Zach Taylor yeah. is not immune to being a donkey in fact mm-hmm. in fact he he he's um made a lot of suboptimal decisions uh he was very clear about wanting to establish a run and he does do that like do the detriment of the passing game yeah the, the 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 difference is you know despite for Baltimore with all the issues and injuries that they've had you still can't run on that team
1: yeah you just can't and um, the thing, the thing that's been, I mean, you know, even when the, the last time they played, I think Chase had like 200 yards against them, but yeah. the whole season Baltimore's problem has been their secondary. So. Yep.
2: Yeah. It's just a bunch of, just a bunch of random guys they're finding out of MT like you're just in front of MNT field at this point, And they are just like suiting them up. Like, I think so even, much even the add? backup, to the backups are, are injured. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No. Well, I'm just wondering how much of this was, this explosion from Cincinnati, you think, might have been kind of
2: um, it was matchup,
1: yeah, playing the matchup. One
2: hundred percent, the matchup because they, because like the Baltimore Ravens, the secondary was bad. A lot of people were worried about. Yeah, they were circling this as a reason to not really go heavy. Like they were saying that like last week's ma- matchup against the Broncos was going to be a tough one, which they were correct on. And then this week's matchup against the Ravens was going to be a tough one. Well, people were, like, completely dead wrong on the Ravens. They were pretty right in the Broncos. So the issue with the Broncos is you they, they beat themselves, right? Like, there was no – like, just no pace, no volume, nothing.
1: So you like, can definitely see, given kind of, you know, what you mentioned about how Zach Taylor's not immune from the suboptimal decision, you can definitely see the Bengals trying to go in against the Chiefs and, you know, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands and yeah. – and run the ball a lot, especially early. And uh, luckily, probably the Chiefs are good enough that they won't be able to keep doing that for long. But this game could, you can see ways that this game goes against our expectations.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because just, I am just pulled up the ADP Explorer right now. Lamb was going, by the end of it, he was going mid-third, according to this. Um, just on the cusp of that wide receiver, too. And every time I pull up the, the 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 ADP, I always look at like I'm always shook by seeing like Alan Robinson wide receiver ten, <laughs> like, like that's the one that shook that always shakes me a little bit just because like where he was going. Yeah. Uh, everybody else you got like a good argument for, and then like out of nowhere it's like Alan Robinson, and it's like whoa. Um, yeah. I will say uh, I know we typically don't talk about Thursday night games, but. Um, A.J. Brown, man, just a few bucks uh, a few weeks too late. Had he been healthy, maybe a different story this entire season.
1: But my God, man.
2: Um, Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, I think you probably had no doubt you were already had him in kind of that top tier of dynasty wide receivers. But yeah, does he does? Well, I mean, I don't even know the question I'm asking because I'm not going to get you to rank them. <laughs> no, I mean, we yeah, we've we've, we've, we've talked about this
2: uh, quite a bit, but I do know the question, what you're saying, and that's why I was saying is, like, if, if you're drafting one of these wide receivers, you want Justin Jefferson, you want A.J. Brown, you want Jamar Chase. Like, these are the guys. You want C.D. Lamb a little bit, right? Like, Lamb you feels
1: like a guy you could potentially wait on. Um,
2: it feels uh, like
1: we're coming up on a year when, there's just a ton of awesome wide receiver options and the yeah. running back options outside of Jonathan Taylor are kind of like me. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a running back with a lot of like, well, the one, like
2: the one who I do think is going to be intriguing is Gibson. Right. Like, I mean, like, I mean the guys like guys like, mm-hmm. guys, like um, swift and like swift should be ascending um we haven't seen him much but he really should be ascending and should have been in that conversation i mean realistically if you if you took him in in the third round right like
3: yeah
2: like like a really viable start this year was adams in the first justin jefferson in the second Mm -hmm. deandre swift in the third and mark andrews in the fourth and i know that there's some like writers have done that and i know there's like people have done that that's an insane team yeah right like and and so the fact that swift isn't around has been has been a massive bummer and um i know it for a fact because i've got quite a lot of really good uh, good teams that were completely sunk because of swift bunch of dynasty teams Mm. are not gonna not gonna make it because i have swift um i might have to abandon one of my favorite dynasty teams and it's got swift and um dalvin on the roster so RIP to that one. <laughs> it's just such a bummer to lose that team, ugh.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Speaking of ascending guys that we were all over this year and look like they might still have a, uh, a really valuable ADP next year, Kyle Pitts caught six of six targets for 100 yeah. uh yards. He still didn't get a touchdown, and I think this – I mean, he hasn't had one since, I want to say, week four and his only one of the season. Mm-hmm. How much of a concern is that for you that he doesn't seem to be able to get into the end zone? It's more of the offense, man. Arthur Smith mm. just doesn't know how to really run it, or they
2: just stop targeting him for some reason in the red zone, which is really weird considering he's so much bigger than all the other little elves they're throwing to, right? <laughs> um, sorry, not elves. Elves are
1: all dwarves. Um, oh, yeah. but You're talking, you're talking uh, Tolkien elves, not Christmas elves.
2: Yeah, Tolkien elves not the Christmas ones. Um yeah, like like they're giving CPAT the ball. They went to Hayden Hirsch instead of Pitts. You know, what I mean, like, and he, Pitts only got like six targets. Just a just a bit of a bummer, right? And this is why I keep asking the question about Pitts and stuff. Yeah. Is because he is gonna have a a, a very valuable ADP. He is gonna go really early. And um you're gonna have to make a decision point on him. And I think you should be buying in, right? Just cause we've I mean we 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 talk about it a lot here on Rotaviz, but like the the tight ends have been invaluable at the top end. I mean, uh, I'm sorry if you made the wrong decision point between Hawkinson versus um, Mark Andrews. Um, but to be fair, if you look back at the ADP, Pitts, Andrews and Hawkinson, all three were going back to back to back, and yeah. that was realistically the end of where your elite tier stopped that was it yeah um and bits despite not really being a true you know uh you know weekly week winner there's there's value to having someone who is consistently providing you with you know 11 plus or 12 plus points there i think uh, it's right. just it's just a huge i i think that the that this is going to be one of those classic situations where um next next season provided he continues to get the same volume you know if ridley's back he might have more red zone opportunities because he's just seeing so much volume without any right red zone like any 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 tds and that's just like we know is going to eventually mean revert like even if he's just like terrible at finding the red zone (laughs) he's going to find it far more than he did this year right like like i wanted to get your thought on on that like and how you'd be going about ranking ranking him
1: i mean i still have him ranked very high i think um you know, like you said, there are there's a lot of problems with this offense, obviously, and um, we know touchdowns are not sticky. Um, yeah. If you're trying to predict kind of mean reversion in terms of touchdowns, receiving yards usually is the best predictor, and Pitts has shown that he's able to rack those up pretty well, even on only six targets, he had over 100 yards today. So. Uh, yes, I'm obviously still very bullish on Kyle Pitts, and I mean, if we're talking redraft next year, he's would probably uh, a D three I mean, or something, right? Yeah, or four maybe.
2: Yeah, it just I mean, it's just really hard because at that point, you or just five. really want to grab one, right? Like you just want to yeah. grab one. Just like I think Kelsey Kittle, really? Mandrews, Pitts, Bradley, Hawkinson would we'll be running it back with him. Waller we'd probably be running it back with as well. Yeah. And and Waller might actually be like the D E six and that's
1: like the end. That's right? interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking I might have Waller still ahead of Pitts, but uh you obviously have to kind of kind of take into account what he's done uh this year. I mean obviously he was out today, but um and he's been injured a lot this year. Yeah. So I mean
2: it's a real shame for him too because he was yeah. like, you know, I mean, like the, he like he was having like a pretty big moment in the sun everyone was like rallying around him. Raiders have been a tough team this year anyway, but um maybe next year it'll be a little bit better. Uh I will say though, like this is what I you know when when, when you know, but this is what I mean about like being a little bit more fluid when it comes down to ADP and particularly the standard deviation of these guys. You don't really want to pick too far ahead. Like, make sure you have the market go for you. But just know that, you know, if you want these guys on your team, have, like, a plan of when you want to take them. So it's, like, uh, if you see them all sliding past ADP, that's fine. Just take the guy earlier, and then you can eventually rebalance it out. Um, But at some point, you want to eventually start making sure that you have good, like, at least in my opinion, I'm going to try to have good concentrations of all these guys, like, 18 ish percent of each of each of these guys. Cause I'm not going to try and play the game where, where I know who's going to be the, 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 the the T one, right? Like, I'm just going to try and pick who I can and then just hope to God that I did the
1: right thing. Yeah. Um, so I want to get your opinion on these guys for dynasty as well. Is there anyone that you would have ranked ahead of Pitts in dynasty?
2: Um, uh, for, 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 for tight ends. Yeah. Uh, Probably Mark Andrews, um, oh, really? yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, really elite tight end tend to stick around yeah. a while. Like, 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 just look at Kelsey, right? And um, I guess, I guess, the, the hard part there, though, for me, is it becomes difficult projecting out a stronger like target share for Andrews. But like, the thing is, is that, like, especially now that he's competing with Bateman as well. Mm-hmm. But, but, I mean, he, he's pretty up there because of Lamar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kelsey, it become, obviously, it's very difficult to have Kelsey up there. I think Kittle is another one who becomes a little bit tricky, especially with Trey Lance um, uh,
1: up there. I'm trying to think.
2: Um, yeah,
1: I mean, there are not, they're not too many guys. You know who the elite tight ends are. Hawkinson, yeah. obviously, we had... Ha- Hawkinson's going to be tough. To yeah, didn't deliver. But a lot of that, I think you can also point to the team situation.
2: Yeah, but on, the, I mean, but on the flip side, look at look at Amon Ross St. Brown, right? 9 of 11 targets, 91 yards yeah. and a score. And he's just been like balling out the last few weeks, right? So it becomes very confusing, at least on that end. I wanted to get your thoughts on on, on ARS, uh, ARSB.
1: ARSB, yeah. Yeah, I always was a little bit puzzled about kind of the lack of buzz he had coming in to the league and how not really that many people in the fantasy community were on him. They weren't um, on
2: holiday either, but a few uh, yeah. a few a few people were on holiday. But like not like, uh, not to the extent that we were in like the Rotorua community or the analytics right. community were.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ra was. I mean, he was kind of like a Devi darling, right? But I think because his college career wasn't as good as people hoped, he kind of lost some of that. Um, lost some of that uh, hype, but uh, yeah, obviously what he's been doing over the last couple of weeks is impressive. And uh, he's someone who, you know, everything depends on the cost obviously, but he's someone who I think I want to try and get on a lot of teams next year. Amon, right. Yeah. It's
2: just, it's mm-hmm. just difficult. It's just difficult figuring out what you need to give up though. Right. Cause, because, right. um, I don't think the ARSB like guys are going to be trading away much. Um right. Uh, and that's the issue. I, I think I think Josh Reynolds is going to be running back. They, like there's been a lot of talk coming out of Detroit that they're looking at a defensive end hmm. with their early picks. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. I'm 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 actually more interested in like in like Swift and like hopefully the fact that he can stay healthy next year. Like for sure. Like, he's the guy who I'm really, really curious to see where his ADP will shake out. Uh, just because you've got a lot of really good veteran running backs. And I think this is where, like, people are going to get very confused is, is 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 what do we do? Like, where do we go from here?
1: Would Would you be interested in Amon ra in, like, a best ball draft if his ADP settles in, like, the seventh round or something? Yikes! Now you're getting up there, right? <laughs> yeah. That becomes that's like Debo
2: Samuel range. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a very good question. Not want to have an answer for, him, unfortunately. Right.
1: Um, yeah. That's that's kind of. I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, seventh is about where it seems like. Oh, this is getting a little rich, but uh, on the other that, hand, mm-hmm. you can see him having a kind of second year breakout season yeah. if. If the Lions can improve at all, um, yeah, then, then that becomes pretty intriguing, even in the seventh.
2: Yeah, I I think I'm gonna be in on him actually now that I think a little bit more about it. I would probably fade a lot more of the older veterans to get ARSB in there. Yeah. Um I can see I can see Thielen winding up in the seventh or the sixth or the seventh. Like that's someone who I right. would easily just sort of cross off my list. Yep. Um, yep. for ARSB. I can see a Bobby Wood sliding down there um trying to think of who else
1: might be there maybe robbie anderson potentially odell yeah i mean a lot of guys who who really should be going later will might end up there um
2: yeah 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 yeah. that's that's the issue right um i can see probably marvin jones clawing his way up there maybe darnell mooney gets up there um
1: yeah maybe alan robinson's there
2: (laughs) Alan robinson probably will be there alan robinson would be a guy who i'd be interested in at that price too though depending on where he winds up yeah um it's a little i mean it's it's tough right now because you know there's just so many in in a vacuum sure but um i can see brandon cooks leapfrogging everybody going a little bit earlier um that tyler lockett might wind up there Uh, julio probably winds up there too oh
1: my gosh that would be so expensive for julio I know that's the issue, right? <laughs> uh, like I, yeah, all the names you're saying. Uh, well, most of them, I'm like, oh, man. Cole Busy might Beasley. might might wind up up there too. Get out of Jacoby, here! Come on, Jaco-
2: Jaco- will never get up there. Jacoby Myers will. Uh, Hunter Renfro might. Russell no, Gage man. might.
1: No, these guys never make it into the single-digit rounds. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens to ADP though.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure i mean, I mean you I know, know Renfro has put up like he's having a breakout season, like this is what yeah. we're all about at Rodovis what he's what he's kind of doing, but it's uh it's coming at the cost of Waller though
2: right, and it came no, at the, i mean like i mean like, they look at all the things that needed to break for Renfro and one of them was was drugs literally mm-hmm. getting kicked out of the n f l for being i mean for lack of a better word like for being a true schmuck but Waller also had to miss a ton of time and even today Renfrew wasn't all that right like
1: yeah
2: like he was genuinely kind of he's been i mean he was pretty disappointing right like and i'm going to go back to to let me just look up what he's done this year so far it's uh it's yeah i, I mean, mean he's, had, really he's,
1: cool. had, he's had he's had
2: like a massive string of wide receiver one performances um right. And, you know, mostly 18-ish plus BPR points.
1: But, like, a lot of them came following their week eight by. Right. I mean, even before that, though, he was getting the targets. Like, you know, eight targets, nine targets, seven targets. So, this is not, obviously, wide receiver one numbers. But um, there's some volume there. And then uh, it's just lately he's been getting more of the double-digit games really only two of them although today he only had three targets and uh, zay jones had eight targets remember zay jones that's a blast yeah
2: yeah he's he's back and he's out here <laughs> hogging the targets man
1: yeah i don't know i think do you think the raiders draft a wide receiver uh yeah probably i mean yeah, I, I mean there's gonna be he's a whole new coaching
2: early. staff dude this is no right. longer this is no longer gruden's vision right Uh, The the whole, the whole, uh, the whole franchise is flipped on its head, if you will.
1: Yeah. It's so, I mean, like to start the season, Derek Carr was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Right. Um, Just for a few, just for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're a Raiders coach, you see that and say, "Okay, this guy just needs some more weapons, and then we'll be we'll be good to go." Or at least I hope that's what they think, because uh, would I would like to see, would like to see Carr get some more weapons. I think he might like not be on the
2: team, depending. Oh really? I mean, I have to look into the contract stuff, and if I have time, I might try to put together an article. But there are going to be a few um, things to for us to look out for i don't know it'd be interesting to see what happens with them Uh, i was curious about this next uh player uh he's a running back on the new york jets 16 times for 118 (laughs) yards no scores uh michael carter what are we doing with him next year
1: i think i'm still in on michael carter i think that took him a little while to get going obviously and he does play for the jets which is another thing. Um, but I I think you've gotta be pretty excited about what he's been able to do. Um in a few years. I games. agree. I mean yeah. you would you would like more targets, obviously, but hundred and eighteen yards today, uh, obviously that's uh you know that those are the kind of performances we we wanna be chasing, uh, you know, for these rookie running backs. So I mean, yeah, I'm I'm in I uh, I don't want his price to go above where it was this year though, like eighth round. It probably will
2: though. Um because he's re- I mean he's been balling out. Uh Zach Wilson showed off some wheels today too. Uh he had mm-hmm. ninety one rushing yards and a score. Um mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive considering the state of whatever the sad sack offense this is. Um <laughs> And uh, I mean, you know, they beat out the Jacksonville Jaguars who I will be honest are a slightly less sad sacky offense, but they're pretty sad sacky. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, James Robinson got hurt tore his Achilles um, unless he's like, yeah, makers, man. Like I don't see him being back in time for next year. Like, do you think ETN is like a, like, like he's going to open in the second or the third?
1: Man, that's so tough. Coming, he's coming off a serious injury too. I think he'll probably still end up about where he was in like the fourth round this year. And I mean, I think you expect, I mean, I don't know, maybe Jacksonville decides they just want to roll with Carlos Hyde or something, but I think you'd expect. Urban him. Meyer's gone. They're not rolling with Carlos Hyde. <laughs> I don't know. NFL coaches seem to love him. doesn't matter whether it's Urban Meyer. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I mean I'd expect them to sign someone and whoever that is is probably going to have a higher ADP than he deserves. Um Yeah, I agree I'm, with that. I'm definitely uh, you know, I would like to get some positive news on ETN before trying to make a, any statement about He's him. he's just going to go there, man. You you I mean, yeah.
2: you just can't you you just cannot get that 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 hype turkey out of the out of the oven now. Yeah.
1: No, I think fourth round probably is about where he'll end up, like he was last year, and at that price, I probably would not. I'm sure there are going to be guys I want more than. Uh, I don't think he's going to be the fourth. Tear. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be.
2: I think he's going to be the third man. Yeah, I, I think that's where he opens.
1: So what are was you doing it... with him in the third? If he if was he's it was it, third... was it an ACL? Um, uh, pretty sure. No, it's a Liz Frank. Uh oh, that's right. I'm confusing him with somebody. Yeah, that's That's right. Okay, Um, maybe that's different. That's what is that? What Julio Jones had? Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe so. You know, we haven't seen him play any football. He's coming off a serious injury. Um, In the third round, that's that's paying a lot, and I'm sure there are going to be guys there who. I also like. So, what are you doing with him if he's in the third round? Are you happy drafting him? I'll probably be underweight,
2: but I'll probably be having to take him there at some point. Like he just could be next year Swift, right? But I guess the right. ways, the ways that I'll probably take him would be like going tight end, wide receiver, and ETN, or yeah. wide receiver, wide receiver, ETN. Like I'm not gonna have like running back, wide receiver, ETN. If that makes yeah. sense. Like 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 the way I draft ETN next year would be the same way I was drafting Swift this year. Right. Um, unless, unless, unless you know there was something else I could figure out. Maybe I'll have some kind of teams that are with like Javante and him, hopefully. But who knows? Um, I mean, there's just so many running backs who are actually viable this year that I think it's going to scramble a lot of people's brains and emotions. I mean, like, like, like this guy Sony Michelle. Like, he was like viable, right? Like, hundred twenty-seven times for hundred and thirty-one mm-hmm. yards and a score. And that's coming off the back of like Henderson's inability to stay healthy. Yeah. What do you like? Uh, you know, you know, what are you doing with Cam Akers who's an absolute genetic freak and apparently Achilles like is like – they're only slowing him down.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what to make of that. I mean obviously it's good news if he's really healthy enough to activate. I read somebody on Twitter saying that they just did it um, so that he – I don't know. Something to do with his contract. Some
2: pension stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I didn't I didn't read it closely enough to to get my head around it, but um, it's at least not clear that this is actually a sign that he's, um, you know, recovered and is about to start playing or something because uh, that would be amazing. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I traded Cam Akers to Sean in a dynasty league that we're both in uh, a few weeks ago, which is always... You know, usually I regret the trades I make with Sean. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Not everyone can be like you can't just like
2: you can't be as good as Sean at making these trades. And he's really like like and and don't get me wrong, he's very very good, but like
1: yeah, no, he uh, he gets something wrong. But usually when I trade with him, I end up looking back and saying, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that." Nah it's oh, he, he it. pulled one over. Nah, he doesn't. He's not not trying to pull one over on me, but yeah, but you always gotta always gotta, gotta ask yourself, does he know something? And then Cam Akers got was activated. So Yeah. Maybe he did. Um, yeah, I don't know what to what to do with Michelle and and even Henderson and Akers. I mean this. Uh, it's kind of a mess it seems like they don't want michelle to be the guy when henderson is healthy but whenever henderson's not michelle looks great so i don't know
2: i mean i think i, I think both of them are just going to be so far low in adp we can just take whoever we want again next year yeah because we like, like, like i was saying like last week when we were when we were on with, with 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 connor and it's just we really need these guys out there who continuously doubt bad takes <laughs> like we need these guys who like you know 10k plus followers just going out there and saying um you know, don't draft alexander madison at cost because he's bad that costs rb46 right so you're taking him after some just pull up my little hand oh i closed my handy dandy adp chart but you know you're just taking him after everybody like you just yeah. like, you you know your your opportunity costs are like um do i take this like guys like rb46 or do i take like i don't know some rando guys like my tight end too and so it's just yeah. like well yeah this is that that's that's kind of what we're gonna need um i'm just staying on the quick theme of these running backs uh damian harris today put on an absolute show uh 18 times for 103 yards and three scores right and and actually uh peter Overzet mentioned to us to put him into one of our our, our playoff teams. Um, we're doing okay we're actually if anyone is listening to the show mm-hmm. from 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 the pentagon we are currently 25th overall in KFFF, uh, kffsc we scored 187 uh unfortunately last week really put us in in a coffin we scored 77
1: well we got one more week
2: right yeah we get we have one more week to make up a pretty steep deficit of of, um let's see if uh, yeah about about 70 points a 70 point deficit to, to ship this thing all right um i think we can do it I mean, considering we considering we were like completely wrecked by a hundred plus points last week. It's it's completely
1: doable. Does this team have Joe Burrow, or was this the one where? No, both of our teams have Joe Burrow. Okay, all right. Oh yeah, I think that Ben and I we were arguing. Take...
2: We were arguing Joe right. Burrow
1: v. Lance. Ben uh, and I wanted the... to take him earlier, but then he he hung around or something like that.
2: Yeah, Burrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the good news here is. Uh, anyway, so, so, so long story short, Peter that got us onto, onto Damien and, and he did well for us. We might, we might have to actually start considering sitting Cordero Patterson cause he's done nothing.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, Patterson obviously is kind of, uh, we owe him, we owe him a lot. See we Pat, do. we love you. We do. He was great at the beginning of the season, but obviously he's playing for like one of the worst offenses in the league. And they're, they're even using end. him all wrong, right? They have. He's also not like the youngest running back on the field. He's never had a workload like this. You know, you you do start to kind of question what uh, what you know whether he's up for up for the the workload of an NFL running back. But um, I mean, hard to hard to tell. There's so many confounders when you play for the Falcons. Yeah, step one, playing for the Falcons.
2: Like um, like <laughs> you know, Calvin Ridley. I uh, hope you hope you're doing well, Calvin. Um, I, I did want to get your get your thoughts on another guy who is you know turning into a sophomore, Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, five of seven targets for 80 yards and a score. This is a guy who feels like he's going to be undervalued to me next year.
1: Yeah, yeah, he really. Um, you know, probably part of it is the offense again, but he really hasn't uh, quite lived up to I think the. The hype, which even though he's been solid, like he's been decent as a rookie, and today he had a really good game, but uh, maybe not as good as as we were hoping. So he he could he could go a little underdrafted next year, in which case yeah. I'm really excited to to take him.
2: His rookie season has been kind of quiet relative to where it should be or what it should have been. I mean, yeah. part of that is just people like people who are a little bit. I mean they're analytics uh enthusiasts they're not Mm -hmm. really interested in they're not really interested in like applying the art to this or the subjectivity to this but they're not gonna they're gonna ignore the fact that like after miles sanders got hurt like (laughs) the team converted to this d-wing formation like like they became like the run heaviest team in the nfl by like I don't know, like three hundred, bit like mm-hmm. thirty percentage points, something, something, absolutely ridiculous. Like, like they just went, like I think they've they've been like thirty percent, like run over expectation hmm. instead of like passing. Like they've just been one, like like the hot run heaviest team and leaning on a very specific skill set of Jalen Hurts. And yeah. so I think that's actually going to be he's going to be over penalized for it. I think I, I think right. he might actually go in like the ninth.
1: Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh yeah, I mean, obviously in the ninth, I think any any rookie wide receiver who wasn't like completely terrible in his rookie season, I think you have to consider who's going in those middle rounds, eighth, ninth, tenth, something like that. Without so, a doubt. Yeah, so uh, I expect if that's the case, he'll end up on a lot of my teams. And I kind of think you're probably right, because it's hard to imagine him really getting – that much earlier unless he like completely destroys week 17. Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, uh, another
2: guy who I think probably has now got a really good case for being in the elite, uh, tight ends would be Dallas Goddard. Where do you think his ADP opens and where does it settle?
1: Uh, so we're talking redraft. Yeah, Um, Yeah. 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 Just, just best ball redraft. I could see him getting as high as like the 6th round maybe. But in FFBC probably, you think? That that's FFBC, right? That has to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. in the 6th round I'm probably out. Um, I don't I don't know if I don't think he could get much higher than that no way? i think like, i think i think he's like yeah
2: i think he's gonna go at the like six at the latest right like um oh at the latest at the earliest sorry at the earliest yeah i i just don't see him i guess maybe he maybe he overtakes waller initially right Like, i think waller could be tied in seven mm. and that would be interesting
1: yeah yeah that would be interesting i mean i'm trying to pull up what what uh exactly goddard has done this season he's been pretty and, good since he shipped out arts
2: for what is right. right that's the issue right because you have like this really like a like a tale of two seasons with him like we're gonna need to do a lot more normal analysis and just straight straight and anal- like straight numerics because like there's been a lot of mm-hmm. really dirty like dirty um dirty splits during the season if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah he's definitely had a couple good games. Uh, Recently, obviously week 13 and week 15, he had over 20 points, both of those games. And then today only four targets, two catches for 28 yards. Um, So I think, you know, with, with any tight end, who's not Kelsey basically, or maybe Mark Andrews, you're going to see kind of these sorts of highs and lows. So, um, Is it worth paying for that in the sixth or seventh round or even eighth round? I don't think so. So I'm probably going to be avoiding Goddard if he gets that expensive and uh, trying to get exposure to some later guys or just go elite, truly elite tight end. But, um, I mean, you know, in the eighth round, maybe it makes sense.
2: Yeah, I was kind of hoping he might have the same ADP as like um, Logan Thomas did this year.
1: Yeah, so where Logan Thomas was going, at least in FFPC, was, you know, late fifth, early sixth, basically. Yeah. That, I mean, it's obviously hard to tell since he got hurt pretty early in the season um, and then got hurt again when he came back. So, you know, we don't really know whether that was... That was justified, but, uh, my guess is it probably would have ended up looking a little too expensive regardless, even if he had stayed healthy. But I mean, the other thing is, you know, with these tight ends, um, the injury risk is even greater than it, a lot of other positions. So you kind of have to think about that when you're factoring in these costs because of you yeah. Know, Goddard, Goddard, you know, you might be really bullish on Goddard and say, oh, sixth round, I think that's a fair price. But does that take into account the likelihood that he's gonna get hurt? Maybe not. Tight end injury rates are are uh, definitely higher than wide receiver injury rates.
2: Yeah, but at some point you just sort of do need to like pay the piper and actually pay for him because um I guess it's the reason why the ADPs are so high for some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to some of the other ones uh, unless you're really really talented at picking out late round tight ends and I don't think most of us are it's yeah. a very difficult it's a very difficult uh, argument to make there maybe you yeah. know Dawson Knox is someone I was kind of on towards like later and stuff like that but like you know it's it still is a little
1: difficult to to be you know Right, right, and part of that is conviction. Just go all in on him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Part of that, of course, is just the nature of kind of how tight ends score points, which is very touchdown dependent. Yeah. Um, so, it's kind of in in many ways the least predictable position, which I think makes elite tight end going after elite tight ends an even stronger strategy in most cases. Yeah, hard agree. Um and I want to get your
2: thoughts on this last guy before we shut it down for the season is uh, David Montgomery here. He had, you know, 21 mm-hmm. times with 45 yards and a score. He also had seven catches for 61 additional yards. What are you doing with him next year? Um <laughs> what are we doing and frankly what are we doing with the Seahawks? This was an embarrassing loss for the for the Hawks,
1: man. This was this was pretty bad for the Seahawks. I was pretty I was Uh, hopeful for DK Metcalf coming into this game. So he did get a touchdown, but it's sad to see him kind of fall short. Um, yeah, David Montgomery. I mean, I'm gonna be out next year because I'm just like I'm always out on him, even though I thought today, you know, him getting all those catches was pretty nice. It's just you can't really count on them. Um, I want to say Khalil Herbert had a touchdown today, isn't that right? He did. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know where Montgomery will end up in ADP, but wherever it is, it's probably going to be too expensive. So I'm not trying to acquire him. I'm probably not going to be drafting him on a ton of teams. I'll I'll get him if he slips in a few spots, but, uh, you know, kind of what we've been talking about with Montgomery, what we were talking about last year was how he had an easy schedule. And of course, At the end of the season or second half of the season, when that schedule hit, he smashes. And then this year, his schedule's not so great and he falls flat. So uh, you see that with a lot of running backs. And it's kind of something you have to be especially sensitive to and avoid paying up for these guys who are not really like elite running back talents.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's always difficult, it's always easy to say that. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, as we can see, just by looking at ADP, it's difficult for a lot of people to know that,
1: right? Or, like, continue to follow through with it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. I mean, the one maybe bright spot of this game was that uh, Rashad Penny had, I want to say, 135 yards rushing. Yeah, yeah. And a touchdown. He only had the one target, but obviously he's starting to look more like the guy that we were – that we were so high on as a, as a rookie. And, uh, he's been, he's been helping some of my teams in the playoffs. So in the fantasy playoffs, so that's been, that's been nice. I would have liked to get a few more points from him today, obviously, but um, yeah, there's only so much you you can do. Yeah. Right. Uh, assuming, I mean, he's basically been the Seattle RB one over the last few weeks. So going into next season where, uh, how early do you think you'd be comfortable taking him? Uh, I would still like him at like the late, late rounds, man. Oh, really? Like you wouldn't want to take him as early as like the sixth round? Um, I, I, unless I'm
2: like writing that off as like an L, mate. Like there's <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, uh it's not going to happen man i just not um i just i just can't do it like like, i I want to be enthusiastic about him but uh the seattle could be a team in flux which really kind of does bring into the question of what are we doing with lockett and metcalf right because metcalf is a guy whose adp could crater next year right and lockett's good too right i'm I'm interested
1: Mm -hmm. both too yeah both to fall off pretty far, but I think that Metcalf becomes a pretty interesting pick even as early as maybe the early fourth. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he does,
2: right? Yeah. Regardless, Regardless of who the quarterback is. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we have to take him there because I think that the market will let him fall further.
1: That's probably true. I mean, you saw that kind of with, um, like, Chase Claypool this year, someone yeah. who we think is good but whose quarterback situation is a little bit iffy, who had some down games, right, doesn't necessarily have the numbers to back up the the kind of explosiveness that we saw. Um, so, yeah, I think with Metcalf, you might see him end up in a similar sort of range. And, um. Yeah, hard to know if that's really a good pick because Claypool has been kind of, kind of a disappointment this season. But obviously, Metcalf has Um, has explosive outcomes.
2: Yeah, I mean, but to keep in mind, Claypool suffered what could have been a season-ending like toe injury not too long ago, and he's still playing through it. Yeah, right. Like, like I, I I have no idea when the Steelers decided to start like. trying to establish Ray Ray McLeod. (laughs) That's just, that that just came out of nowhere, dude. Uh, uh, That one, I'll be honest with you. That, that's been a, that's been a very, very shocking revelation here. I mean, he had eight targets today. Eight. Right. Right. That's, that's more than Chase. That's more than Najee Harris. That's, that's ridiculous to go for four for 25.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know what the Steelers are doing. It doesn't make sense. Um I mean when yeah, eight targets for McLeod and only six for Claypool. I mean obviously this is a team that has some some problems with you know, some quarterback problems, which is gonna make a difference. My sense is that because cloud is almost in fact i think some with places he might be listed as a running back he's not getting targets very deep downfield so these are almost like dump offs um you know harris obviously has been getting a lot of targets this season same sort of targets you know if <laughs> roethlisberger doesn't have the the accuracy downfield anymore then that could explain a lot of why these guys are getting targets instead of Claypool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, well, I mean, obviously it sounds like Pittsburgh is going to have a different quarterback next year, but not necessarily going to have an upgrade at the position. I think. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's going to be a lateral move at best, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, and you kind of see that with Seattle as well, since we're we're talking about both these teams, is that uh, you know even yeah. if you can get a good price on Metcalf, maybe you don't want to because even like today you would you don't want to get forty-one yards and a touchdown every week. This is a good question here from Historical
2: Anomalies. Uh, he asks with as many terrible QBs as far today. Wonder how they could replace Russ or A Rod or with, or any of these teams that they think they might be better off uh, with with uh, new QBs. Um, this is this is a very good question, uh, and I'll be I'll be genuinely honest with you. I don't know if Russ is going to force his way out of Seattle. Like uh, this is just more so conjecture. Um, I do think that they need to change the coaching staff because it's clear that the that this relationship has been long over. The fact that they've what only made the playoffs twice with Russ under center. Can that be right? I think that sounds about right.
1: I don't know. Uh, seems like it should be more than that because they, I don't know. He's probably been around longer than I remember. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think we'd all agree that we're kind of getting getting sick of the games that the Seattle Gallo coaches does. are playing. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if, like,
2: the backers do figure out a way to get Rodgers to come back. Yeah. Because there's no way that they're going to just let them walk off in the sunset. There's too many teams that actually need quarterbacks. Uh, a bunch of teams just don't have the cap. And I know a lot of people mm-hmm. like saying the cap is fake. The cap is fake. It's, I mean, it's, it's fake until it's not right. Because you start <laughs> offering out like these like bizarro contracts and you just sort of get like stuck with this, like a ton of dead cap and you're just burning cap space like the saints, right? Like, and, and teams have to just be willing to take an L like I have no idea like I've seen a lot of this like chatter about like Kirk Cousins for example being gone but like I don't know what Minnesota's going to do in that in his absence yeah like
1: yeah uh, I mean this is the right historical anomalies point that uh, like yeah it's not like there are a ton of great quarterbacks just out there waiting for you know waiting to go to new teams and I mean the rookie class so far this year has been like totally
2: made it's, it's been it's been mids way. man they've yeah. been they've been i mean they've been fine well so uh i mean i guess i guess i gotta say something like says something that like shanahan completely refuses to portray lance in there uh, it just <laughs> it, it just makes genuinely no sense why he went up traded away three firsts knew he had to redesign his system to shit this guy and then just sort of refuses to give him a chance, man. Like, I have no idea yeah. what, like, what they were doing or what they were thinking, but, like...
1: Yeah, the only thing, the only thing, I, I mean, you know, you can definitely see how your thoughts in, in, uh, at the end of April are different than your thoughts in September when you have to put a team on the field. And you have grand plans for this rookie quarterback that you're going to start. And then you, you know, comes time to, to actually pick your starter, and you're like, well, this, you know, Jimmy G's better, so I'm gonna play him. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but it's definitely a bad look. Yeah, I mean,
2: TBD, right? Because you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, we, we'll see what happens in the off season. Will, 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 what's his name start crying about? Uh, Shanny start crying about Mac Jones? <laughs> Maybe he will. Yeah. Maybe he won't. We don't. We we get to see. Blair, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts there on. Well, uh, since we've been discussing rookie wide receivers, what are your thoughts here on, on Jalen Waddle? Where do you think he goes next year? Oh man, that's a good that's, question. That's uh, he. We're not gonna have a chance to talk again after he plays. So I wanted to get your that's thoughts
1: right. now. He's playing on Monday night, so we can we can kind of project. I mean, he's uh, he's another guy who I think to a certain extent has been kind of flying under the radar and maybe it's because of the team he plays for, but he's actually, you know, been really good this season, especially recently. Um, so, Oh man. Uh, if we're talking redraft, I could actually see him probably getting, getting kind of up into the uh, hmm, maybe fourth round. Maybe I I'm can see okay with that. Yeah. I can see it.
2: Um oh, and, well, and the guy the we didn't,
1: didn't even get higher. Yeah. Well.
2: And the guy we didn't have a chance to talk about earlier today because we glossed over the game was <laughs> uh was Kadarius Stoney. Oh boy. Uh yeah. what are we doing with him next? I mean he's he's very, 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 very ADP
1: sensitive for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh He's just so he's a still a very hard player to evaluate because he's obviously getting the volume. Although I mean, you know, you got Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm throwing the ball, which, as bad as it sounds, are probably worse than Daniel Jones throwing the ball. Um, what did he have? Four catches for twenty-eight yards. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, you want to bet on guys going into their second year who were efficient as rookies and Tony hasn't maybe shown uh, that he's actually like uh, one of the top wide receivers in terms of um, in terms of like talent level so uh, from that perspective you know I want to find reasons to fade him but like you said obviously it's going to be it's going to depend on the price and if he's cheap enough i'm sure i'm sure i'm going to want to have some where would you be comfortable drafting him like in a baseball league next year that's round Twelfth round. round yeah i might go as high as like ninth. i am no interest mate <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I have none. I have absolutely no interest there because they, they're they're uh, they're going to be bringing the band back together. I don't want Daniel Jones. Like <laughs> I was, I was really heavy on Daniel Jones this year. It didn't work out. I'm probably it back with him. Not going to be running back. with Galladay. Shepherd's probably going to be there. Satan's going to be there. Like where are all the like you're going to have to require him to get a ton of injuries again for him to be yet again a viable play right? Like we only saw him do it twice. Um, I know, I know, I know Rain mentioned, well, guys who doubted Kedarius Tony should start taking the W. No, they shouldn't. Uh, they should be taking the L because that's what happened. It was an L. He didn't play for most of the the season because of training camp. He had two good games and he faded away completely. Um, that, that, that's an L. I'm not willing to call it anything, but right. Because we knew going into it, he was going to be hurt. Um, I'm still not sure that at you know in the twelfth, like that's kind of where I still want to be finishing up where I'm taking my quarterbacks. I mean, part of what killed a lot of my best ball teams this year are my disastrous, disastrous uh, quarterbacks. Um today, like my one ticket, like the only ticket that I had left, uh, my my quarterbacks were and this is gonna sound really sad saying it out loud. So my quarterbacks were Matt Stafford. <laughs> the corpse of Sam Darnold um, and then Justin Fields, RIP. Like, like, like like what do you do there? Right. Um, Stafford got me like 9.68. The guys who's going to be advancing got like 34 points out of like, like out of um, uh, Josh Allen. And I can tell you right now, if I had those two, like, like just the difference between Stafford and Allen is a little bit smaller than the difference between me and, and, and advancing to the 113 man playoff. Um, yeah. so, I mean, I mean, thank you for doing nothing, Jonathan Taylor and Saquon <laughs> Barkley, but, but, you know, that's a different story for a different day. Right. Uh, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit of a bummer. Like, I mean, like I was like, there sitting in like, June or July, going man, I got Jonathan Taylor and Saquon. This is going to be so sick, and yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely sick, but it's got me sick in the wrong kind of ways.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, you bring up a question I I wanted to ask because the show's kind of going on long enough. But um you know, I think Taylor's pretty much the consensus one on one next year. But we mm-hmm. saw on Saturday that it's not that hard because of his kind of workload for him to put up a dud like this. Like he's not getting yeah. McCaffrey level targets. No, so he's not. Is he is he worth being the one on one?
2: Yeah, but this is but this is where I was gonna say like is where you need to be a lot more flexible with where you're taking some of these running backs, right? Like you're mm-hmm. like the ADP, like there's the a reason why CNC was like one oh one there um, and, you know there's a good he's probably going to be one or two one or three but he really should be like the one-on-one again but mm. <laughs> i apologize but it's difficult right because historical anomalies, uh, anomalies asked us a good question again here with about where saquon goes next year um, and i was sure that he should have been going a lot higher this year and he it looked like he was going to be the guy man he looked like that league winner that second that second round league winner uh, where before he like stepped on, got 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 that injury, and it's like ankle swelled all the way up. And since coming back, he hasn't looked anywhere near that. But then you know to that end, he hasn't looked any like didn't look anywhere near that before the ACL injury. And a yeah. lot of this has to do with like the offense being bad. So it's just I think I think uh, historical anomalies. I think Saquon still goes in the second round, late second.
3: Like late I think seven. I think
2: I think I think he opens in the mid second and just drifts downwards. Hmm. People yeah. Because people will see that. I mean, like Saquon's got that kind of profile that that suggests that you want this guy because he's used in all phases. He's right. been seeing a ton of targets until today, where you got like Fromm and Glennon and stuff, right? But like, mm-hmm. um, he, he he he's been like catching four targets each week. He just isn't getting much, yeah. much there. But uh, you know, you still want that those those kind of guys, and it's like a shame because you know, again, the Colts don't really give. Jonathan Taylor, a lot of those targets, right? Uh, I mean, to that end, I mean, on the flip side, Taylor probably should be the one-on-one. There was a really good argument for why Derrick Henry should have been the one-on-one had he not gotten hurt. I mean, because these guys just sort of, like, they just defy and break models, but, like, so, the, so their floor
1: is going to be low like this. Um, yeah. Sean had a great line in the AFC zero running back article this week. That was something like, Acts with great vision and four three speed don't have low value touches
2: <laughs> well he's kind of right, the line right? About yeah uh, i mean yeah you're in godspeed right like like uh like like, like that's where like, like that's where i am interested in and it, it it does tilt me that i got i mean like the like the guy who's going to be advancing has like rashad benny and nick job um mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't have Jonathan Taylor on his roster at all, right? Like, had had, had Jonathan Taylor gone off, this guy would have been dust. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So I don't think he's drawing particularly live. when we get into the next week because there are going to be teams that have Cop and JT who advanced in spite of you know a, a bad a, a bad week. And I think that like, right. like like if JT has like a Camaro level explosion in 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 like week week seventeen, like guys like this are just going to be completely dust. Right. and so so i hope uh so i hope you enjoy this ferric victory mm-hmm. if you're listening if you're a listener of the sh- uh if the guy who's kicking my butt if you're listening if you're a listener of the show but yeah it, it is it is impressive um from at least to me that just the 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 shape that these various teams are making and if and if you do want to learn you know, that there are many, many ways to skin a cat. Just go through your best ball contests and just take a look at like the teams that are winning. Um yeah. especially especially in the tournament weeks, because you know, there are low ownership guys who just are going off, like Rashad, I mean, Rashad Benny, right? Nick Chubb in in his in his in his in his uh negative um matchup and stuff. And if you came across a uh, you know, yeah, just trying to look here. Seeing the guy who's in second place, his 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 uh, he was the only one who had Damian Harris this week, hmm. and you know Joe Mixon as well. And He also yeah. had Byron Pringle, who had two touchdowns today. Yeah, um, he's also not going to fill all of his spots. Uh, yeah. Currently, currently Terry McLaurin has a goose egg, and yeah. it doesn't look it doesn't look particularly good for McLaurin. Uh, the other yeah, guy who is uh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say currently, Michael's promise is in his. Is in his, is in his, <laughs> his starting
1: no, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, McLaurin should the, get there, but yeah. Well, who knows? McLaurin might. I was just gonna say, you know who's currently leading Washington in receiving yards? Uh, yeah, buddy, De'Avi Brown. There you go. <laughs> I was, I was at the top. We were discussing that. That best ball tournament team, and there is actually another way. Even if Lamb goes off, if Diami Brown also goes off, then we might still advance. Because he's sitting on our bench doing nothing.
2: Uh, I think. I, so just to just to recap for those of you guys who, who are who are a little late here, um, Blair, Sean, and Colm are, are trying to fade a sixteen point game out of Ceedee Lamb. There's a very real possibility that the the Cowboys might. Choose to sit their starters they're leading forty two to seven right like,
1: right they've got forty two I think lamb is probably up to about ten point six right now, yeah, so, so if this if is they, gonna be a pretty 10, gross. 10, him, it's gonna be a gross fat for you guys i
2: apologize <laughs> but you got you, you gotta let us know how you did, how you did tomorrow um well, you know
1: if if lamb scores sixteen unless Kamara scores like zero then then we would be also alive. But I think the chances of that are pretty slim.
2: Uh, I think he's drawing pretty live for Camaro to probably score zero. <laughs> you think? Man. Uh Yeah, Ian Book. Uh, I was, you yeah. know, we were looking at him. He looks to really be more of a running kind of a quarterback. Um, you're probably going to see some touches. Right. I'm not going to say it's, like, completely probable, but who knows, man. Like, they have a very – Just a very ugly path to to moving the
1: ball there. Yeah, they 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 massacred the Buccaneers though, so don't listen to me. I don't know. The ways we advance are either Lamb scores less than about sixteen, or Camara scores less than like four. So, or or less than four. Yes. Good luck. (laughs) That's a tough. (laughs) Or if. Diami Brown scores
3: 30.
1: <laughs> well, come on, Diami. Let's yeah. do it.
2: <laughs> um I do I do have an opportunity at potentially advancing if like maybe we can get
1: two more deep shots to Amari Cooper that are both touchdowns. Then. There you go. Well, if that happens, then I think they definitely sit their sorry. So I'm ready yeah. for that.
2: Yeah. But Blair, um it's been a pleasure uh, to 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 be at the helm of the season with you. What what do you yeah. have going on at the hopper? And are you excited for our for our show with the ship chasers
1: uh, in a few weeks? I am. Yeah, we're gonna be talking some playoff playoff uh, tournament teams. We're definitely gonna put a few of those in, and uh, yeah, that should be fun. We're getting ready for off season stuff. We've got uh, the uh, the road of his rookie guide is actually already. On sale, you can go right now to Rotomism buy that. Um, gonna have a ton of cool articles and metrics in there from Curtis and Sean and Travis and me. So uh that'll be that's something you definitely want to get your hands on. Starting on that soon and off-season coverage of incoming rookies and best ball strategy. So uh yeah, definitely want to. Want to get a Rotoviz sub if you don't already have one. The time to be the time to start making money for 2022 really is now. So you got to get in on it.
2: Yeah, and we'd like to thank everyone who hung out with us and live all season long, and for everyone who's been listening to our shows. Absolutely. Yeah, just please remember to rate and review the
1: Rotoviz Radio channel and app podcasts. Yep. And, uh, you know, subscribe and like our YouTube channel. Um, I think that's all you have to do on YouTube. I don't even know. Uh, Well, yeah, for Hassan Rahim, I'm Blair Andrews. Uh, Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in.